I literally put my brother in prison in the same prison he was a corrections officer at that oh I brought him out of to work for me. Okay, here we go. I'm Howie Mandel. This is Howie Mandel Does Stuff. And I'm Jacqueline Schultz, his daughter. And we have the illustrious Dane Cook with us today. Woo! Oh, I feel illustrious today. Thank I don't you know guys. what illustrious means, but I just I thought it was a good word. Is it, how would you describe yourself in one word? Uh, given the outfit, uh, pumpkin spice latte. I'm feeling That's very fall. That's not one word. That's he put it in one word. Okay. If you put hyphens, it kind of sort of is. Oh. That's the way. I, that's the way I kind of uh, you know created the uh, the opportunity to to go with the pumpkin spice latte. Dane is here today not only just to talk to us but to uh, promote. He's got a brand new special. I saw c- coming out. Um, and not only does he have a brand new special coming out, but uh, people um, have specials all the time. But the, and I haven't seen a lot of premieres. He's going to have a premiere, yeah, of the special the day before, and at the uh, Chinese theater. The Chinese theater, if you don't live in Hollywood or you don't, is the is the iconic. You know, if you look at Hollywood from the 1930s on. You know, they always had, uh, it's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It is probably the most epic theater we have in Hollywood. Yeah, it's where Star Wars had premiered when I was a kid. I saw people lined up outside the, then the man's Chinese theater. I saw the, I saw E.T. premiere there. And now Dane Cook, you're- Aren't you the first comedy special to ever- I, I did ask them that, and they said you're the first uh, live event comedy special to be up on Theater One. So it's I can't believe it. It's it's going to be cool. But you are the king of firsts, and and we'll go back and we'll talk about that. But you know, I'm I've been fascinated by your career since I kind of became aware of you because, you know, I became aware of you because people were saying, "Did you see this? There's this funny guy on MySpace." Was it MySpace? That's right. That was yeah, like there's the a first... funny guy on MySpace. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, at, at the time, I didn't even I thought he was I, I didn't even know what MySpace was when I heard that. Mm-hmm. And you were the first guy to take clips of whatever. Where were you getting clips? You were just taping yourself in the clubs. I just had like uh, yeah, little clips in wa- like wave files, audio files. And it, by the way, I didn't even really know what MySpace was at first either. I just realized it was kind of a hang. A few people were in there to see like you know tour dates or what have you. And once I started sharing the pieces of comedy, I was watching it like go global while I was sitting at home. And and it was going global. And then people started talking about it. I didn't notice any other comics jumping on the bandwagon and doing that. And you exploded. You were the first, you know, um, for lack of a better term, influencer, you know, because it was this digital age of, right. of finding an audience. Because when I started, you know, the only place to go was you come out to Hollywood and you get on the stage at the comedy store and hopefully at the comedy store or at the improv, you know, some TV producer would see you and give you a, a deal for a sitcom or there'd be other people there that might book you in their local clubs right. or the Funny Bone or their Yuck Yucks or their, or, you know, and if you were lucky enough, you could four wall theaters. Right. You had millions and millions of people. Was that the plan or were you as surprised as everybody? It was almost like I went from being a club comic, you know, working out in clubs and, co- you know, doing college From Boston, right? From, from right outside of Boston, from Arlington, Massachusetts. And I'm doing New England schools. And when I finally landed in LA, I was kind of languishing. There's 23 hours in the day when you're a comic that, you know, for the most part, um, a lot of comedians weren't taking advantage of. Right. Um, and I was like, how can I try to reach out and, you know, build a, you know, build a fan base through this MySpace thing that seemed to be working when people were getting a hold of the clips? Right. Um, but how did you know they were working? 
because, by the numbers or were people coming and buying tickets? It was the numbers and then it was uh, college campuses reaching out saying so many of our students are asking about whoever you are through MySpace that, you know, would you come and do a show at our school? Because did you start when MySpace was just like a college thing? It, it was, Wasn't it MySpace or Facebook that was just the colleges well, at first? Uh, Facebook was uh, created by college. Maybe that's what it was. That, that I don't was, know. I, but I felt like MySpace was kind of first to the the zeitgeist, even yeah. though they were around the same time. But it it happened pretty quickly. Stayed where away like, from Friendster? I was on Friendster. <laughs> <laughs> I was on there, but it wasn't like... it it grew so exponentially in that first it took about four years you know pretty much dedicated to building that uh grassroots kind of following and and then that group of fans becoming literally a street team for me because they were putting my stuff in places that i never even thought i could possibly get to it was like almost like you know they say when you first start a career it's like how many asses in seats can you put like they they want that data I wasn't even providing that. My my fans were putting me out there in places that I was like getting phone calls from. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll show up there. Did you? What, what do you mean your fans were putting? What were they doing? Because a lot of that uh, age fan base at that time were also the you know the people the entertainment coordinators at the college or you know whatever it was that was happening, especially in the, on the in the college level. They were on MySpace, and then they were calling their bosses saying, "We should book this guy. He's got a million followers on this new thing." And everybody seems to be really whipped up by it. Did you ever feel or hear any backlash from other comics that are like, because you did it so differently than what the norm was? Like he was saying, he would go to the comedy store, workout material, and yeah. that's really the norm. You were doing something completely different. Right. Did you ever get I never any negative input from other comics? Not at first, because yeah. I never kept it a secret. And I would literally go into the clubs and be like, hey, everybody gather around, do just what I'm doing, do this. So I never didn't share the kind of what I thought was the playbook. It seemed pretty easy to me. This is yeah. a place where you can garner and communicate with your fans. But that era was still coming out of the era where it was not in vogue to know fans when you weren't in the comedy mode. It was considered strange, pandering. It was weird. It was like a lot of comics looked down on it as I became more successful because they were like, you're supposed to be skulking at the back of a club in a dark corner until you're finally in show mode. And I just didn't look at it like that. I thought it was a business of shaking hands and I want to be elected comedy president of the year. I got to meet as many people as I can. So and then and then it seemed to like you you exploded onto the scene like playing uh, arenas and uh, what's the biggest audience you ever played for? I did that Gator Growl. Oh, I did that too. That's eighty thousand. <laughs> it's like eighty thousand. Did you enjoy you that? Know, I didn't. Enjoy it was it. a little much. It was like you know I've done a bunch of Madison Square Garden and stuff. It's you know nineteen twenty thousand. Great. But 78, that yeah. was, yeah, yeah, that felt overwhelming. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, but uh, And then you, you hosted Saturday Night Live. Yes. You did movies. Do you, and, and now you seem to be getting back to the grassroots of stand-up. And, and I'm wondering, uh, so I, I, I read about this, and I look forward to watching it. It's on something called Moment? Right. What exactly. is, tell me what Moment is. Yeah, so I partnered up with this, uh, this website, moment.co, uh, forward slash Dane Cook if you want to go directly to it. And what they do is you can basically, it's like a short-term lease. Instead of a streaming or a network where you, you you share your IP, they put it on, maybe they promote it, maybe they don't, and then you want all your data and analytics to go 
who watched it where did they watch it how many right. people i love all that stuff i want that right but you don't get a lot of that i won't get into the legalese of it all but you don't get that just by putting it on youtube well i mean you could if you wanted to do an ad-based youtube situation but i i thought that moment one thing that i love that they did is they they're creating more um like on the go live podcast or uh, live show uh, telecasts in real time they kind of bring the equipment and then with them you don't have to overthink the production side of things even though i i, I enjoyed that the nitty-gritty of that but uh that's why i thought that they were cool so it's a it's literally 14 days i get to work with them and then the ip just goes right back to me i can go to a streamer i can i can really do whatever i want but i get all the data i get every piece of analytic that i want to look at do they, and how do you make money with that? Do they pay you or do you, do people pay to watch? No, they take a fee on the side. Everything is, you set your own uh, price. I've got my merch through there. I've got the special through there. And then they take their fee just for keeping the servers robust. And then when it's over, day 14. So or, if I want to watch it a moment, do I have to buy a ticket? Yeah, you just go into danecook.com or moment. And right. You get a ticket right now, pre-order it. October 5th, it goes live and we're all watching it together. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, I hope and you do. I will. And and um and then you can it may play on other places afterwards. You also shot it. Uh, you weren't. Uh, everything is kind of new and different. You know, he didn't do it in a theater. You did it in your house. That's right. At your house. Oh, my front you, lawn. That sounds like a nightmare. For the neighbors. <laughs> the, for the neighbors. cleanup was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you really did it on your front lawn. I did. So did you set up? Uh, You're not worried about security and people all knowing where you live and stuff. I checked every closet that night when people finally left my property because I figured how many people were in the audience? Uh, a couple of thousand total over the two nights. <laughs> That's a yeah. big lot. They didn't know they were coming to my house. We shuttled them. They didn't even know it was my special or my house. They went to a parking lot. I hired a company called One Iota who uh, cultivate audiences. If you need an audience, this company audiences are cultivated. Yeah, I did not know that. Well, they'll find your fans. I would like to live on an audience farm. Yeah, <laughs> and just grow. <laughs> so wait, they find your fans. Yeah, and they you ask for two thousand people, a yeah. couple thousand people. That's right. On your lawn. Yeah, that's I, a big fucking lawn. And they were like, "Where? Where are we?" And then they walked up, and I, you know, came out of my. You know, front door. <laughs> get off the lawn, you yeah. kids. I did say that at the end. Did you? I did say get the F off my lawn. <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah. It, and yet, because I was so excited about the material I'd worked on for, you know, over four years and had the great Marty Colner directing it. Oh, Marty's a classic. The best. The he best. did your other specials, right? Yeah, he did a, a Vicious Circle and Isolated Incident. Came back for this. But the cool thing was, once I was on my porch... Something happened where it was like the showmanship of doing a stand-up comedy show, but then like people pe being in my life on my property, it brought something really cool to it. So man. your stage was your porch? Yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, why did you choose? Am I not? What's going on, guys? <laughs> you're getting notes, but you're not looking at oh, it. So they keep telling you to move to over. Uh, okay. Pull the mic over. <laughs> you know, you could talk to me too, guys. Well, it's 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 tough to interrupt. You're you're very far to your right. So if you could just move a little closer to Jackie. We're getting with political the mic. now. <laughs> <laughs> See what he did there? See that? See what he did there? That's why he is who he is. No, no, um, so uh, why my house? I, I don't know that I would ever do that. Did you have but any you never want to leave your house. Like, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's the way to go. Well, Is first of all, I, Dane, you must be doing very well to have 2,000 people on a front lawn. I don't think I could fit 2,000 people on my front lawn. Yeah, we had to get some pretty fit people in there. 
and we got all these beanbag chairs with like a back. Well, they're sitting. They're not only standing. This is not standing. They're not 2,000 people. What a lawn. What did the gardener say when they showed up? Like he was that pretty day? upset. I got to tell you, did there was a new the sod coming in about a week. Oh, the lawn was decimated after, you know, crew and they're putting up rigs and cranes and we had drones. And yeah, the house definitely looked like I'd, uh, I'd had uh, a, a banger uh, when people finally left. And the neighbors. Yeah. Did you clear it with the neighbors? Like, do you go next door and go, hi, uh, Dave, I'm doing a... They were all invited except one woman who I, I, I just don't care for. And so she's in the show because <laughs> I'm yelling at her the entire show. Because she yells at me at one point. And so we serious. get a little... She's serious. Tete-a-tete, yeah. Yeah. That is so... You don't <laughs> yeah. see that on a show. So the, she's just saying, could you keep it down? Like, is she upset? She said, I think she yelled, come on! Like she'd had enough after like maybe 45 or 50 minutes. But I told her, I said, listen. Wait, wait, know, wait. Her problem was you talking for 45 minutes, not 2,000 people sitting on her street? <laughs> I'm, I'm echoing through. It was in the hills, and it's like you can hear me, and I'm already pretty, you know, uh, vocal. So, yeah, she at some point, I was hoping that she would yell something out because we've had that relationship for about 12 years. A shitty relationship. Uh, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it, 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 she's a little persnickety. I think you're that. being nice. I think she's a... What kind of neighbor doesn't allow the neighbor to have 2,000 people over in the front <laughs> lawn and put on a concert? I mean, that's just not neighborly to not... Uh, well, her husband that used to live there was an opera singer, and I would hear him bellowing. Oh, he sing. put on concerts too in the front well, yard? Well, no, but he would just, you know, you know, getting ready in the morning, he, I could hear him through the window, and it was just shoot right up toward my my bathroom window. So right. I said, listen, you know, but I've somebody to opera shows. singing... <laughs> Is the, that's fascinating <laughs> to me. Nobody called the police. Did you have to, did you need a permit? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Had to get permits. Uh, nobody called the police, but we had a police helicopter at some point. It was, it felt like a YouTube, uh, YouTube video back in the eighties. It was like, did you have a merch booth? No merch. No merch. No merch. You could have, but it is available his, at Dinko. He's selling his merch uh, for the show. Yeah, but I mean, you could employ a neighbor. You could yeah. set up a little stand on the neighbor's lawn. <laughs> if you want a, a lemonade stand and merch. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. What about refreshments? Were they? Uh, how did they, uh, like, did people want to get I, drinks? I, I told people they could uh, have some booze uh, in the lot before they came up. We couldn't get any kind of liquor license. And then people came into my house after. I had some people come in the kitchen and they grabbed a couple of uh, Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. You wait, had wait. people coming into your house? Can I tell show? you, I had a request from a few fans that at the end when Use I was- the bathroom. What about night, bathrooms? To, well, we had the little porta potty things outside so people wouldn't be coming through the house. But a couple of people said, I've seen your fridge on your social media. Can I come and take a picture with it? Because I have like with a vending fridge? machine. I'm kind of like you where I got some cool stuff. And right. I have a vending machine fridge. Right. And people didn't want to meet me so much. They wanted to come and take a picture with you my You allowed beverages. people to come in from your show. I did, Howie. I did. Because I'm that guy. I'm foolish. You know, I, I live I, in hindsight. I, I, I'll go, they go, you know, so-and-so's here, and he said he's seen, he's seen three shows, and this is the third time he's been. Can I get a backstage pass? And sometimes I'll go, I, I don't really know this person, but yeah, you can have a backstage pass and have him wait for me, you know, backstage, and then I'll come out of my dressing room and say hello. You have an in-house pass where backstage, like, Behind backstage, your porch is yes. backstage is the greet, house. Your meet and greet is at your fridge. Did anybody want to come in and spoon you? No, there was no spooning. Nobody was allowed to be. Did you the give fridge. them the snacks? Like when people ran out of snacks, did you go into the fridge and get somebody something? Nobody came into the pantry area, but there was a little uh, snack, a central snack base at the uh, outside of my property, so people could go grab a cookie. You know what I've seen on your social media? <laughs> Cookies and comedy with Dan Cook. <laughs> Is you it was so much funny. He was so funny, and the cookies were delicious. 
I've seen on your social media that you're always in the hot tub going live. That's true. Did anyone ask to stay after and go in the hot tub with you? Nobody asked for that, but I do sometimes go live from the hot tub because I think it's just more aesthetically pleasing than yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> I just think there's so much stuff to consume that if you can do something that if I could get in front of a volcano that was kind of sort of erupt like that's what you want. You there's want a always a backyard. That's, that's always a backyard. That's what I say. Yeah. I'll shoot my next one in Oahu. Okay. Okay. That's a good idea. <laughs> no, I'm fascinated by how open you are with your I, I love my fans. I like to be recognized. I don't like to touch. That's why I'm into the hologram business now. But right. you don't have to talk Which about is that. incredible. Yeah. But just to be places without actually going places. You've invited people over to your house. Yeah. I like to touch. Okay. <laughs> Aren't you married? Are you no, getting he married? has a girlfriend. I'm engaged. No, he's oh. engaged. That's what oh. do you have a date? Uh no, not yet. We're just enjoying the engagement. Yeah. What, what do you say to people? And I'm not. I'm not judging in any way. She's young, right? Yes. Is that that's good, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But people give you hell I, for that. What oh, do you sometimes. Say? Oh, you're talking about the internet. That's a whole nother league. Yeah, yeah. That's so, where you live. The internet and your lawn. In real life, nobody's ever had any kind of uh, anything but like giving us flowers and being very lovely. No, but, I know. we have a the producer on this show. Rich has a very young. I bet you there's My bigger fian- age or di- a bigger I just age turned, difference. I just turned 50. She's 23. Okay. How long have you been in this business? 31 years. So she, when you started as a comedian, she didn't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> and neither did I, quite frankly. Um, but... Uh, that's yeah, no, that's bizarre. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever go... You know? Oh, there's a whole routine in, my, in this Above It All special about our relationship. We are so, very self-deprecating about it. And we have a lot of fun with it. So if people watch the show, then yes, I when will are you, be. When is the date? When uh, sometime next fall. And uh, when, how yeah, did you Right meet? when she finishes college. <laughs> <laughs> See? Wait, is that You're real? Not, is, is that, that real? true? <laughs> no. Oh. I wish she was here today. because she, I do too. She was, she's awesome. What does she do for a living? She's a certified Pilates instructor does health and wellness and she's an incredibly gifted singer which that's like not her first love but singer songwriter why don't you voice. put her on uh, agt she wants to actually do something like that she's so like i would like to give that a go i know somebody there i i know you do very close very, yeah close i can't person. i can't but we could get her on agt oh what kind of music is she pursuing that as a career do you want her to pursue that as a career she just loves she's one of those people that organically loves writing music and singing she has like she's a she's a one-take performer she never has to, it's kind of incredible, like a phenom listening to her sing. But it's she doesn't have that like, I in comedy was like, I I want to meet these goals. And she's more like, ah, wherever it takes me. I'm kind of cool with whatever. How do you meet a 23-year-old? How do you meet? Where do you meet? I used to uh, host every Friday night for two years. I had a uh, like a code names or running charades game night at my house. And we'd have like 20 or 30 people come over. And if you had nothing to do on a Friday, me and my buddy Kyle would host it. And we would do, like I said, mafia or code names or board games or whatever. Well, you did that. You used to go to somebody's house and play mafia, mm-hmm. right? Mafia was it is Dane's like house. No, it was uh, scooter. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 how did you recruit people for these games? No, everybody knew it was kind. Of, so, my buddy Kyle Newman had run it for about three or four years. He had a, uh, another kid, and then he was like, "Okay, so can somebody else take over for a little bit?" I was like, "I'll host it at my house," and then I just ended up meeting her through hosting game nights. How long have you been going out? Going going out? Yeah. Oh no, we've been together five years. So now we're engaged after being together five so years. Eighteen. That's she right. Was, she, wow. Yeah. How, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's legal. No, I'm not. I'm not. 
judging. I'm going, wow. Wow. It's legal. No, it is legal. Were you, was there any trepidation? Well, I mean, I wanted to meet her parents, you know, pretty much right away. Just let them get to know me and see that it's like, and, and by the way, and we talk about this and it's in the show, we didn't even think it would work. You know, we were like, okay, every, you know, philosophies change, things change. But at this point in my life, I mean, I'm like, I'm eternally, and I'm the guy that's like at one in the morning, I'm up with an idea and I'm writing and I'm getting things done. And she's like in bed at eight o'clock because she gets up and does her Pilates classes at five or six. So we we even each other out. She calls herself an old lady and I'm like, you know, constantly in that, uh, you know, 20 year old mode. Uh, you're you probably think- closer to your, her mother's age. How old is her mother? I don't even know. Closer to 60. <laughs> oh, so then you're not. How old are you? 50. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was that a tough age for you? No. No, I no. think when I turned 50, it was tough. When I turned, uh, well, now I'm really old. I'm going to be 67 this year. It's really... Were you like a forever bachelor? Like you thought you were never going to get married? Oh, or no, did I... you always want? More than anything, I wanted to do stand up and I wanted to have a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're reading an ad now. We, I'm just going to tell you that we love this product, but, but more importantly, what you're listening to is the second, our second take because um, Jackie blew it the first time. So Jackie, <laughs> okay. we're doing the ad for uh, Zipix. You know okay. those toothpicks? Yeah. Okay. Try it again, but don't blow it. Okay. I okay. won't this time. Go ahead. This episode of Howie Mandel Does Stuff is brought to you by Zipix Toothpick. That's, see, now you're doing it better. Now that's right. Okay. Zipix brings you a totally satisfying, convenient, and flavorful way to curb cravings and relax with two milligrams and three milligram options. I think you're nervous. I think you're, you're blowing it again. But that's okay. I'm not. No, you're good. You're good. Remember when uh, there were massive vape clouds and ashtrays and dip spit were like awesome? Gross. Well, now there's an easier, less messy, and more subtle way to curb cravings with Zipix toothpicks. You like to say that? I do like saying it. The best part about Zipix is that you really can use them just about anywhere, like on this podcast. Yeah, we got them all over the desk here. Some people are listening and not watching, but we have... We have a Zipix buffet in front of us. Zipix toothpicks are long-lasting and available in six delicious flavor choices. Plus, you can stop exposing your lungs to gross smoke and vape fog. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, or, it's oral gratification and amazing flavors that keep us coming back to... Zipix! <laughs> like, wait, you'll say it every time. Okay. We, we only sell our toothpicks online, making us one of the most cost-effective alternatives available. Also, if you need a boost of energy, uh, try their... Zipix! Well, not really. No. Their Zip Energy <laughs> B12 and Caffeine Toothpicks, which is one that I'm holding right now. The one right. I'm holding is bourbon flavored. Yeah. Okay, so you guys have seen, you're seeing us, uh, we have these uh, using the Zipix on the podcast. Now it's time to find out for yourself. So how do they do that? You go to ZipixToothpicks.com today and use code Howie to save 10% off your order. That's Zipix, ZipixToothpicks.com, promo code Howie. Must be 21 or older to order. Zip more, smoke less with Zipix Toothpicks. <laughs> I like, say it one more time before you go back to the show. Zipix. Now we Zipix back to the podcast. <laughs> and I just could never meet somebody. And then not to take this in a maudlin direction, but <clears throat> I'm an adult child of an alcoholic. And for years, I knew the love of alcoholism. So I couldn't meet somebody for the longest time that really was uh, 
you know, maybe in the best headspace. And it took me a lot of therapy and a lot of introspection to realize oh, I need to meet somebody that has, you know, similar interests as I do and doesn't want well, to like, chase a party. What, were you a drinker? No, I've never had a drink in my life. I've so, never had a drink or a drug ever. So I'm not understanding what you're saying. So because you were the child of an alcoholic, yeah. you wanted to meet somebody who wouldn't no. drink or? Well, for a long time, I was in relationships with people that I didn't realize I was getting the love of an alcoholic because that's what I knew, right? Oh. I, I knew I knew that kind of process of what that love felt like. And it was, it's just not, you know, that's unhealthy. Did right? you have a good upbringing? Did you, are, are you, or did you have? There was some trauma. There was some stuff in my life that was pretty, you know, pretty uh, brutal, capsizing moments. But I had a, a mom who was eternally optimistic and could believe our way through anything that was like seemingly falling apart. And she was very funny, very funny, very physically, you know, animated. And um, that's where like a lot of my love of laughing through dark stuff came oh, from. I get it. Was that? I get it. So, and it's just uh, two kids, two siblings, you have a brother. I, well, I have a younger sister, Courtney, and then I have a, everything else is kind of like Brady Bunch style. Right. Yeah. But, uh, so, but Courtney, what does Courtney do? Courtney, uh, wow. She's very gifted, uh, photographer. She's been doing that for a long time. And then she works with her big brother every once in a while, helps me out. Did she, t was she there at that night on your lawn taking pictures? Um, no, she could not actually make it. She had another gig. There wasn't room. Yeah, there was no more. There room. was no more room on the lawn for Courtney. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You've probably talked about this ad nauseum, but I was also fascinated with the fact that you know you you dealt a couple of years ago with the fact was it your brother who was your uh, um, accountant? Yeah, I can't really talk about it because I'm doing a documentary on it now. But it's yeah. I can don't really I? Can go I? Uh, oh, you don't want to go there? No. Okay, we won't. Yeah, I had to put my brother in prison. Uh, it was pretty pretty brutal. Okay, but I don't want to get into that today. I want to keep it keep it lighter because I'm excited about the show. And no, I will always talk about the show, but I'm fascinated by people who have such a uh, and and this is my you know my uh, uh, whole um, coping. You know, I deal with you don't know me that well personally, but I deal with a lot of stress and a lot of mental health and a lot of shit. And I'm fascinated how people you've gone through it, and those are really traumatic. Right things to and and i think but those cataclysmic kind of, moments actually form your true character and so when i look back in hindsight at some of the things like that um i wouldn't change a single thing because oh, i actually really i re, i mean that you know that uh, the billy joel went through kind of the same thing i think that was his brother-in-law right. yeah that was his brother-in-law who rendered him you know destitute he had to That's go right. out on he had to go out on tour and i'm always uh, i was know, pretty destitute but I would imagine, besides being destitute financially, those kind of uh, trust issues, you never, know, never lost trust in people. Really? No. When somebody who is your flesh and blood, they're a sociopath. A sociopath. If you know anything about sociopaths, and you know, I know way too much at this point. You, you know, it's it's not all people. I know? know you don't want to talk about it. I'm not asking you to talk about it, but I'm talking. I understand. About, I'm no, everybody wants to talk about it. It's fascinating. It really it's like is my own personal Dateline uh, story, and I lived the center of it. But also, but you'll knowing, get to see it in the documentary. So tell me about fall. the documentary. <laughs> there is a documentary coming out in the fall. Yeah, we're gonna we're doing a documentary about like kind of like that period of my life and what was it to are be. Are you in the midst of shooting it now? Yeah, yeah, we're shooting it. And are you shooting it for a special? Uh, is there a, or you're going to shoot it and then sell it? Or, That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you're yeah. producing it? That's right. Are you directing it? No. Are you, um, is everybody being cooperative? So far, so good. Okay. Yeah. Is is he still in prison? No. 
Do you speak to him? No. Is he part of the documentary? <laughs> I love that you start, you're like, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> we're not going to well, talk about it. I'm going to ask so him. I don't mind. I don't mind. This, is like, this is like a little hype. It's like, no, no, it's good because I don't mind talking about the fringe because the reality is this, this unbelievable moment in, at the upper echelon of my comedy career. I'm the king of the comedy world in that, in that moment. And the darkest thing is happening to me simultaneously. It's literally comedy and tragedy. And when it all kind of fell apart, or now look at it, fell together, it's fascinating. And even though it's my story, and yes, it, it, it hurt, and it was the ultimate betrayal, who I became from it, I'm, so, I'm grateful that it happened. I would not change a single thing. It was meant to be. Do you think he learned anything? I don't know. Love to see when we watch the documentary. I really want to see the document. I, I want to see your special. I want to watch the moment, uh, which comes out in October. And yeah. it's only on the moment for how long? Yeah, we're going to be up there for 14 days. So people got to only get in there 14 days yeah. from October 5th. 5th. Yeah. For 14 days, they're going to watch the moment and yeah. then a, a fascinating documentary. Yeah. Coming next, out. Probably next year. Probably next year. Yeah. I bet you that's going to be huge. I can't wait. I, you know what I want it to be, Howie? Honestly, like I'd love for it to be that perfect blend of something that's gut wrenching and like caustic but really funny and i can look at it now and there's there's a lot that i can laugh at about it there's a lot of things that i laugh at self-deprecating about who i was at that moment you know were your parents alive when that happened uh they passed away two years before both of them had passed away in the same year of cancer maybe not, not listen i'm sorry and i know you're close <laughs> to your family but i'm saying maybe it's best as parents you know i have kids yeah this is my daughter and sibling that they didn't have to see that right yeah oh yeah but, did, but they this, got, did they get to see your? They got to see your success. They got to see the whole thing. Everything I told them I wanted to do from H, when I was a kid and seeing you in like '86 HBO, yeah, doing the Watusi or whatever yeah. it was, and you were right. like you were scorching the the earth with that special, right? And I would watch that, and I said I'm gonna, I want to be on HBO someday, and they got to see that. They got to see me on my first HBO special, so I was very proud to share that with them. Was it always your dream as a kid to be a comedian? Did you always? go that no you were going to go that route i um i believe so because in junior high school i watched martin short one night doing ed grimley on saturday night live and something really clicked and i was like i need to be around people like that because that's how my brain works all the time i'm in a fantastical state of what's funny um you know you have a, a an impeccable kind of feel for an audience and how to garner them in, in ways that other people don't, you know, whether it was uh, at the beginning in MySpace or it's just this um, in enthusiasm that you create even when dark times are within you. And I find that fascinating and I love it. And, you know, I think laughter is the best medicine and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. I'm excited to hear that your life is, you. this is, how, what number special is this? This is your sixth special, yeah. and the title is Above It All. Above It All, which you have risen above it all. October on the moment, you know, uh, on the moment, the moment being, and we'll we'll uh, we'll put that into our uh, we'll show notes. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes so people can tag it. Great, and go there. 
And uh, if nothing else, if you're just interested in homes and large lawns, <laughs> I think that, the, you know. I if you like real estate and you want to see a spectacular home. Or you just want to see the bitch across the street. <laughs> it's all in there. It's all in it's there. All or in you want to see, is, is your freezer, uh, did we get to see that any of the. There might be a stinger at the end of the credits that maybe there so could don't, be a fridge. Once shot. the credits start to roll, maybe. don't give up. Stay <laughs> there. And I, are you I find, still in clubs working out material and stuff? All the time. You, yeah. Yeah. That is, you, you always have to go back. That's the place you want to go because that's, especially if you can go into it like on a weekday night where it's not your audience and it's a nice mix and you kind of have some fans and some other people that are maybe ambivalent. That's when you know if something works or doesn't. And I see you on TikTok live. All the time. Who's yeah. the girl that you're always on with? That's There's... my that's my fiance. Oh, it is. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I have another woman that I bring in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she was just in testing. She's very she pretty. Knew. <laughs> she knew. She was just testing uh, your your uh, fiance. She's asked. funny too. <laughs> She's very She's funny. Very funny, very funny yeah. and a good singer. Maybe we could see her on AGT. You know, speaking of AGT, yes. Uh, one of my favorite comics from this season. I just saw him walk in there, Mikey. Do you know him? I don't. Is he in there now? I think he was All in right. there. Did he go in there? Hey, what's up, man? I'm gonna step up. All right. Yeah, you can step. Hey, what's up, Dave? Congratulations on the AGT of it all. <laughs> no, but he did. He did AGT, and this kid is—he's not so much a kid, but yeah. I want to work with him. And I know. I heard what there's something that was going viral that he was shouting you out, and I happened to see a piece of that. So, uh, congrats to you, man. Hey, thank you, and let's ride the kid thing. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? A kid. <laughs> 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 we should, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I love that when comics come on and and blow up, and I think Mikey Winfield is going to be the next name. But that's, uh, that's because, and you know this, Mikey. It's like you know, it, it's it's come a, in, come in, come in, please sit, come in. Sit, yes. All right, I love it. Crash, I was rooting for him. Hey sit man, there. it's great to meet you and spend some time. Absolutely, because you know. So how long you been doing it? I'm touching 20 years. Okay, right so now. But, we, but I'd never heard of him. But you know, and I know, and certainly you know. Yes. You not so much, but in proxy. You know, the life of a stand-up comic, you know, you start this occupation. There's no dental. There's no benefits. There's right. really no nothing. And you're at the blackjack table waiting for a hit that you may never, ever get. Absolutely. So when it clicks and you're zeitgeisting and having your moment, I say you revel in it and you let everybody know that it is your time. You and do. You are ready to do what you're about to do. I love that. You do. You ride. I, those it. are you amazing it. words. You're those hearing it from a guy words. who soared to the heights that very rarely a comic sees. I watched it. You watched I it. Watched playing it. arenas, playing, you know, and wow. breaking the internet like nobody ever broke it before. And that's why I wanted you to see there, see, be here, talk to him, and hear it from people who have done it. And right now, the fire for Mike has been lit. Yes. You know, he was on the like number. It. What? It, it, I like all of this. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> no, but it really has. He, you handled yourself well. You 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 knocked it out of the park. And in this moment, when he's had yeah. that, that's the best advice you could give somebody. When I first was in New York City, it was I was a young kid, and I was with a young kid named Dave Chappelle. Right. And I just talked <laughs> to Dave at summer camp when I did it last year with him at, in in Ohio. And I was for those that don't know, he did he set up a summer camp. During COVID, yes, in a cornfield, right, and comics from all over would come and do and perform for his community, right. And so I'm down there. I was chatting with Dave about. So when I was in New York, and I'm like, I'm 19, and he's like 11. He, I mean, he was already so young and like a phenom and doing it. But he gave me some great advice. 
and I'll never forget this because I was like a whirling dervish back at that point. You know, when you started your career, it was all about that, you know, enthusiasm and it was just that rush of energy. And I would watch Dave. And sometimes he would go up there because I saw some clips and you got that energy. You've got that great, you know, like you're, you know, that, that it's just wafting off you, a natural love of the game. I see that. But Dave could do that thing where he would slow down. I asked him last year at summer camp, I said, do you remember telling me in New Jersey at like a college gig, the key to having a well-rounded, successful comedy career? He knew it back then. And I go, he goes, I do remember. I remember Dave looked at me when I said, how do you do it, man? I go, I got to go up there. I got to use every little piece of my, I'm trying to keep them. And he goes, the power's in the silence, man. Wow. Wow. Power's in the silence. So if you can have that gear and then, you know, everything else. Hey. That's it. I believe all of that, but AGT gives you two minutes. There's no time for silence. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's here. That's it. That's it. But we could take a moment of silence right now and just revel. (laughs) Yeah, we can. (laughs) So you just got here, but he's got a new special coming out on the moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, So we're going to be watching that. That's coming out in October. That's right. Look for Mikey Winfield wherever he is, wherever I am. I just want to do more with him. Dane, you're you're a gentleman and a scholar and i'm thrilled you're the the king of promotion the king of comedy the king of finding the new uh, platforms to do things on it, it started with myspace and now it's the front lawn so <laughs> you know he did a special I, you, I don't know if you were here i didn't he, know that part he no. did he did his I last shot it on my lawn on his lawn See? and yeah. his, his stage was the porch innovation once again up in the hollywood hills we got some beautiful drone shots and i think aesthetically it's the most beautiful comedy special ever i'll put i'll put that on there i really think there's nothing like it so it's if you really don't gorgeous. like comedy and you don't care for anything <laughs> you love just architectural dodges. Yeah. <laughs> there's something there for everybody you should sell it to home and garden after you're done with moment hey it's listen yeah. available for release after the 14 yeah. day window closed so you never it's know it's gonna be great and what are you doing next it. mike you know what i'm uh the tour is starting you know i'm just getting some road gigs i'm warming up to new energy and everybody's like is howie real is he gonna hold you to it is i will really? and i'm like yeah, yeah i believe him the thing about dane so after i gave him my i gave him my cell number he didn't give me his now I got it. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. That's that doesn't count. count. I did he even text you? Sure. Did he even now text he, te- you? he texted me two days ago. Okay. <laughs> How long ago did you give him your number? At the show. Yeah. <laughs> so why did you no. wait that long? No. You know, he's Mike E. Yeah. Winfield. It wasn't, it wasn't like that at all. No. You uh, stood him up. No, I, I did. I reached out the day after. I was yeah. on a, a crazy adrenaline rush. Yeah. You're and playing I knew hard I was to get. get but I think you just got great advice from Dane. No, and, I know. And here's I a guy that went through it had these highs and knew what to do with it, has worked with the best, continues to work with the best, is the best. So just what a great sage moment in comedy right here. Thank you both for being here. We'll have everything you can click in in our uh, in our notes, show notes in our show notes, and you can or description and you can all, and you can go watch a special. And I think uh, on moment you can buy his merch. You can do everything. And I watch you on TikTok all the yeah, time. Yeah. You can see him in his hot tub, which is apparently <laughs> aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I don't. Know everything I wanna... he does is aesthetically pleasing. I like that. Yeah, I, like that. I don't like benign and boring. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and Mikey Winfield, you are uh, the rising comedy star of the moment. Thank you all. All. Great to meet Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet everybody. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's really great. Good stuff. Dude. Right. What was that like that first time you went on that stage? Right? Your heart's like, you feel it, you know, and you just got to land that first joke. Oh, and- my God.